wanted to share this with you. It was awesome. Judd, uh, before the meeting, he said, hey, it's a fear of God Sunday. I said, oh, okay, Judd, he's saying it. Let's go there. He shared this scripture. He said, he said, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are towards the cry for help. The face of the Lord is against the evildoers to eliminate the memory of them from earth. Wow, you better fear him. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and he rescues them all from their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those like me who were crushed in spirit. They who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come on now. That's good news. And so I just pray that you find a reverence and an awe of him in the house today as we celebrate the greatest gift that you've been given, and that is freedom in Christ Jesus. That is what the blood and the body, that's what he did on the cross to set you free forever and ever so that you may be with him for all of eternity, and that is good news. That is good news. Today, we celebrate being free indeed. I'm really excited. I'm not talking about a little bit free. I'm talking about free indeed. Not just a little bit, not just, oh, I'm getting some stuff here, and this is pretty nice over here. I'm talking about a life that is completely restored, redeemed, and made new by the love of Jesus Christ. Fully free. Fully free. I have a challenge for all of us. Next week, we're in a Fear of God series. Good luck to you, by the way. Um, that board has stayed the same for far too long over there. It's time for some freedom, amen? Amen free indeed. John chapter 8 says it like this. Jesus is saying, hey, if you're in the house, if I'm letting you in the house, you're no longer a slave to sin. When you're in the house, something's different about you. Everyone who commits a sin is a slave of sin. Now the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. And so if the son welcomes you in the house, if you're in it, you're free and you'll be really free. Other translations will say free indeed. Some will say indeed. Free indeed. You'll be free indeed. Completely saved. Completely restored. Completely redeemed. Free indeed. We don't do halfway here. If Jesus has come to set you free, you will be free indeed. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there will be freedom and that's why I love we sang that song Holy Spirit come rest on us he is here he is within and there's freedom come on now there's freedom but I, I want to talk about this real quick and, and say this essentially about our country but also about the nation or the kingdom of God is that our freedom our freedom from sin and our ability to sit in these chairs my friends did not come at a, a silly cost. It came at a great cost. The freedom that you experience in the physical and the spiritual, the fact that you can read a book that someone wrote, the fact that you can celebrate and worship God is a privilege that has been earned by the blood and stripes of many, my friends. Come on now. But it has been ultimately given this by the source of freedom, which is Jesus Christ himself. For I don't have the ability to get free to give freedom. Freedom only comes from the ultimate author and the authority. And he said, my children will be free indeed. And so at the founding of this country, which a lot of the founding members had a biblical basis or a biblical background, said we want to live out the word of God in this nation and we want to see freedom all throughout the land. You see, wherever God is, there is freedom. freedom has come at a great cost. Jesus Christ himself ultimately. But we get to celebrate because of many who sacrificed.
For God so loved the world. This is why he did it. He didn't do it out of obligation. He didn't do it because he had to. He did it because he loved you. Someone say, he loved me. He loved me enough to go and set you free and free indeed to give you life here on earth and life everlasting, my friend. You are free indeed. He sent his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. For God did not send the son to the world to judge and condemn the world but so that you might be saved as we just say you save me oh my goodness we don't deserve it but he's that good and he loves you that much amen church freedom is the greatest gift my friends that you have received freedom from sin to be able to walk with him for an eternity and so I love these messages and I love talking about freedom wait put that back up there in case people are taking notes my friend thank you Freedom is the greatest gift that you've received. And uh, not to get all Spider-Man, but with great power comes great responsibility. Or with a great gift, I'm into comic books. Anyways, with great freedom, what are you doing with that? That's my question to each and every one of us here. Can you put this up here? What do we do with the freedom that you have? What a great question. Because I'll tell you, and I think that, you know, as much as I'm a, a yinzer and a full American at heart, I wonder if I take the freedom that I've been given for granted. What do I use the freedom for? Do I use it for me? I think if it all boils down, I think we can recognize that we take this freedom for granted, and eventually it boils down to I use this freedom for me, to serve me, to elevate me, to make my life better, to make my home amazing, to make sure that I have everything I want and everything I need. I think if we boil it down, we can utilize this freedom for pretty selfish motives. Am I right, my friend? And so my question for all of us today is what do you do with the freedom that you have? Yes, in this country, but also from the freedom that comes from Christ Jesus. What do you do with this freedom? Are you sitting on your hands? Are you just selfishly misusing it taking it for granted I have a question for you let's say you were in jail old jail not new jail I'm talking old jail with the bars and you know clankety clank you know all rock and everything clankety clank I don't know why that I don't know what that got in <laughs> just stuff happens folks and some guard graciously gives you the key. But here's the problem about the jail is that in the cell right next to you is your spouse. In the cell right next to you is your best friend. In the cell right next to you is your loved one, your gram, your pap. In the cell right next to you is your child. So what would you do with that key, my friend? Would you just run out of the jail yourself? You would say, who said that? Thank you, Jen. That's one of those high school questions. What's two plus two? I don't know. Everyone says there, I don't want to get this wrong. You would save everyone. My friends, if you had the key, you would save everyone, wouldn't you? 
If you had the key, you would do everything that you could to make sure that your son, your daughter, you would do everything that you could to make sure that your father or your mother, you would do everything that you could so that you can make sure that your best friend, so that you can make sure that your pap, your gram, whoever it is that's in your life, you would do whatever it took to make sure that that whole entire jail was set free, my friends. But you and I, we sit on our hands or we take that key and just book it straight out of the jail. And my friends, I'm here to tell you today that that is a total misuse of the freedom that you've been given. Act as free people. Do not use your freedom as a covering for evil to serve yourself, to go and edify your flesh. Galatians 5 says that you use it to serve your flesh. No, 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 no. Use it in, as servants to God. Now, here's the question. If that guard set you free, you would say, well, what do you want me to do now? If he's the one who had determination over you sitting in that jail, you sitting and rotting forever and ever or not, and if he said to you, now go set everyone free, would you listen or not? Because many of us, this guard has come up to us, tossed the, tossed the little key in the, in the cell. You've unlocked yourself out. And he gave you a command. He said, go and set others free. But with our freedom, we run right out of the jail. I think the greatest mission that you and I have, especially in regards to this weekend and what I want to focus on and really hammer home today is that the greatest mission that you and I have as ones who have been set free, someone say, I've been set free to free others. To someone say it, to free others. I'm not, hey, listen, I just saw some yawns. Someone say to free others. Nick, I'm picking on you. <laughs> to free others. The guard gave you the key and said, now open up all these other cells, my friends. The greatest mission that you have is to go and set others free. This is why, this is why men and women will sign up to sacrifice their lives to make sure that we can worship God and have freedom in this country. For some reason, we intrinsically know there's something inside of us, let's call it the spirit, that knows that if we have freedom, it has to be shared. How could I not? So my question to you is in the upcoming weeks, you got that key. Can you do something with it now? Can you do something with it now? Yes, an invite to church is great, but what about a prayer that breaks chains? What about believing that your friend is going to be here that is eternally in the wrong place and you believe they're going to receive something fresh and new they're going to repent and turn from their past and they're going to throw every bit of mess up on that board that's what I'm talking about free indeed my friend your prayers could unlock that door your invite could unlock that door your encouragement your truth telling could unlock that door go ahead and put this up here take a look at this. This is Ephesians chapter 3. The Gentiles, these are people who were not Israelites, people outside of God's chosen people in the Old Testament. The Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body. That's good news because that was me. Our family surely was a bunch of Gentiles, unsaved, okay? Members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, the good news that you've been set free, of which I was made a minister. What I want to show you is that Paul was set free to be a minister.
minister or to go and be someone who unlocks all the jail cells for everyone around him. His life was a full commitment. I'm not leaving this jail until everyone's set free. Wait, he even goes as far as to say this. I would put myself in the cell if it would free other people. I would put myself in the cell if it would free my people. Once you've tasted and seen freedom, how could you not share it? Of which I was made a door opener, a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, the key that was given to me, according to the working of his power. It keeps going. To me, the very least of all the saints. In other words, he was in the jail cell, and he does not deserve to be set free. I've been a mess. I've been a sinner. I've been messed up my whole life. He Paul was a killer, a persecutor of Christians, of which I was the very least of all the saints. This grace, this key was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to enlighten all people as to what the plan of the mystery is, which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things. Today, I want to tell you something. Just as much as Paul has been made a minister, Those who call on the name of Jesus, no one is exempt from ministering and sharing the gospel. Every one of us has a testimony, and that testimony has power, and that testimony can break chains free. Your testimony in the blood of Jesus will set people free and free indeed. So you're a minister too. Don't just leave this up to Paul, and don't just leave it up to a several few that have a microphone. No, you all have been given a key. Now let's go and set people free. Take that, Eminem. Freedom Sunday, it gives me hype. So my question, how can we walk with others to their free indeed place? How do we do it? How do you go to the other jail cells? And I know we're kind of navigating through it, but how do you go in, unlock, 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 unlock? How do we do that to their free indeed place? Because here's sometimes the thing that happens when we talk about free indeed, is some people just love to stay in the old shackles. So you can open up that door all you want. Mom, I want to share the gospel with you. Jesus loves you so much. Friend, I see you at work every day. I see you so, so trapped by the things that you don't need to be trapped by, these worldly things that have no value, and you can go and open up that door all you want, and sometimes people just want to stay there. So I kind of, I want to give you some instruction today. Is that cool? Can we learn some things? Can we learn? Let me say this. Those who are captive, those who are in the jail cell, they need to witness those who are free. They need to see you. It's one thing to just go and open the door. It's another thing to show them the shackles are gone. Look, I'm done with this. I'm no longer held down. Take off. Take off the jail clothes. Get rid of all the old mess. Show them the free indeed life. Show them what it's like. My goodness, I can tell you right now that my marriage is completely different than I could have ever imagined. And I'll say this. It's different than my friends who aren't in the house. And I want to show them that. I want to show my family what a different life looks like. I want to show my family what the joy of the Lord looks like, even in a six-year-old and in a three-year-old who's napping right now. Keeks, come on. Yeah, she, she gets enough of it. Pastor's kids. Anyways, they need to witness. They need to see you. 
It's one thing to open it, but it's another thing to show you, look, I'm free. Get out of here. So how can we show people freedom? How can we show what it's like to be free indeed? First one is this. I'm going to share this with you guys. Those who are free serve with great fervor. Perhaps the greatest witness that you can offer is showing people that life isn't all about me. When you're in the jail cell, what are you consumed with? Me? And how am I going to get through my days? And how am I going to get out of there? Me, 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 me. When you're in the jail cell, me, 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 me. How many mistakes have I made? What have I gone through? Why am I here? You're thinking about me every step of the way. One of the greatest things that you can show people is that life is so full in giving your life for others. So your mom might look at you. Why do you serve at that church? Why do you go there five days a week? Has anyone ever gotten that comment? What's that pastor doing? Are you getting there at 8 o'clock in the morning to pray? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Those who are free serve with great fervor. And life isn't all about me. You know what's really crazy is that the movement that's going on with acceptance of all things it's really hitting on that life isn't about me but understanding and loving other people. And it's guised in quite a mystery because I think people want to live a selfless life and they don't know how. And a selfless life without Jesus is going to be dysfunctional. But a selfless life founded and created by Jesus, led by him, is going to be fruitful. A selfless life in, in the worldly realm looks like co-signing everything and serving sin as opposed to setting free. So those who are free serve with great fervor. It says this in Matthew chapter 5. This is Jesus, the agent of freedom. This is what he says. Your light must shine before people in such a way. People need to see it. Your light, your light must shine before people in such a way that they will see your good works. Someone say good works. Good works. I'm not talking about just the big or the small. And I'm not talking about being braggadocious about buying someone a sandwich. I'm just saying be generous on all occasions. Think of others. Put your life down for others. I know you're empty. I know you're tired. But you can rest when it's all done, my friend. And you can even find rest in Christ Jesus. He says, come to me, all you are weary, and I will give you rest. But he also at the same time says, take my yoke upon you. For it's light. A yoke means that you got jobs to do like an ox. You're going to be pulling the plow. So you can find rest while being at work for the gospel and serving others. But let your good works shine so that your Father is in heaven will be glorified. People will see God based off of the way that we serve. Those who are free, someone say, I'm free. Those who are free, praise with thanksgiving. So we talked about serving with fervor or excitement. And now you got to praise with thanksgiving. So in the beginning, we sang, my debt is paid. There's nothing that. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I need that monitor. Nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. And we just got coffee in hand and we're going to sing, you save me. You save me. 
Everyone's just sat down. Oh, you know, Judd's going to do prayer cards, and I can sit down. Really? Oh, when are we just going to get to the hot dogs? Those who are free, praise with thanksgiving. I was, uh, Emily was talking to a friend who had recently gone across the, uh, across the pond, and uh, I, where were they at, Portugal? They went to a church in Portugal, <laughs> and they didn't stop worshiping for like seven hours. Just praising God. I don't know, I think something needs to change in us, church. And, and, you know, I talk about the church a lot. I'm going to say this. I think something needs to change in us, core church. Yeah, it needs to start looking different. Those who are free, praise with thanksgiving. Praise with thanksgiving. Praise looks like a shout. Glory, blessing him. You can sing. That's why we're loud, so you don't have to hear yourself. We don't want to hear Judd. I've heard him before. It's kind of scratchy, but you know what? God loves it. Lisa, we don't want to hear it either, okay? She's been trying, she's been trying out for the worship team for 14 and a half years now. How many knows? It's persistence. You never know. God might bless me one day. Okay. You got it, Mom. Those who are free, praise with thanksgiving. I'm talking praise. I'm talking serious praise. Where's my friend Jordan at? I think Jordan's in the back. He came in week one praising like he was a man who had been set free. Can I tell you something? And I'll talk with him after. I don't want you to raise your hand, but did anyone look at him and say, what's going on with this guy? Uh, We all looked like something was going on with this guy. Can I tell you that that's how we can identify that something's wrong here? That we look at someone who's praising with freedom and we say, oh, they need prayer or something. How unfamiliar are you with Thanksgiving that you think that this guy's out of line? Something needs to change in our church. We'll get there. I'll teach y'all. You're a chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him. That you just may say how good he is. I've been healed, God. Thank you, Jesus. I've been healed. God, thank you for wisdom and revelation. God, thank you for my beautiful wife who has a child right now and she is healthy and whole. God, thank you for my beautiful little baby girl. She is so full of joy. God, I thank you for my son that he's serving today and you're showing him your heart. God, I thank you for this building that you give us a place even when it's raining outside we can worship you God I thank you so much for a house it was flooding a little bit last night downstairs but you took care of everything God thank you so much for my friends thank you for my family I'm talking about praising God with thanksgiving what has he given you my friends he's given you everything (sighs) but we look at this guy and say oh something's up free and praises God we got a lot to learn proclaim the excellencies proclaim the excellencies Judd can you actually write that in your phone please of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light 
So it's one thing to show the shackles, but when you tell that person who's in that jail cell, oh, he is good. He set me free. Look, it's all done. He rescued me. Third is this. Those who are free stand firm with resolve. You ain't going back in that cell. No, I'm not. No way. No way. No way. Are you trying to put me back in here? Heck no. Uh Uh-uh. I'm all in, all free. I'm out of this jail completely. And I'm so much so that I'm bringing everyone with me and I'm going to stand firm for them. I'll tell you what I feel. I don't care what you're feeling on a Sunday. I will stand firm for each and every one of you. That's how free I've been, and I will stand firm to the very end. I will say the most uncomfortable things up on stage. I will share the most uncomfortable things. I don't know if y'all saw the blog. We got real on the blog this week. Was it, was it out this week? I yeah, see. The vet knows what she's doing. Yeah, I don't care. I'll stand firm, and will you do it too? Can I tell you something that's scary? Sometimes you'll unlock the door for someone, and they'll try inviting you in their jail. No, you stay outside of that door. You don't, uh-uh. No, it does say to be careful when those who are in sin, when you're instructing them so that you will not be drawn back in. You stand firm and stand free, my friends. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Therefore, keep, someone say, stake The man, yes, stake stand firm, and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. You do not need to put those chains back on, my friend. And so sometimes you're going to come to that cell a couple times, and that person might say, you're still free? Yes, I am, my friend. Now get out of here. So not only am I free to serve, and go and open up doors for other people you're watching. Not only am I proclaiming, but I'll keep opening up the door all the time, standing firm. And I think this is the last one, I think. Those who are free love with an incredible passion. It says in the scripture that love is what covers a multitude of sins. And it's love that set us free in the first place. Like we shared earlier, for God so loved you and I. Romans 5, it says, for he so loved you that while we were still sinners, he sent his son to die for us. So if the guard who is full of love releases you, can you go and be a direct reflection of that which sets you free? And it's actually in loving one another that people get to witness. Again, someone say witness. It's, a, it's the way that we love one another in which people witness and it breaks chains off of people's lives. Look at this. Jesus is talking and he gives some words of wisdom to his disciples in John chapter 13. I'm giving you a new commandment, Jesus says, that if you love one another just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people, someone say all people, everyone will see, everyone will witness, they will know that you're my disciples if you genuinely love one another. I'm telling you, the way that we love is what sets people free. Sets people free. When we serve, when we praise, when we stand firm and we love, you go from being someone who's been set free to someone who sets others free. This week, again, don't just, I mean, July 4th, have a great one. But you're a freedom agent. Who could you set free? Who could you be letting loose? Who could you be sharing the gospel with? 
freedom in the physical is one thing, but the eternal freedom, oh, that person will thank you forever and ever. Freedom, it's the greatest gift that we've received and we have to share it. Someone say, we got to share it. Look to someone next to you and say, you have to share this message. You have to share this message. You have to share this freedom. My friend, you've been given the key. Now go unlock the doors. Amen, church.